Hey everyone, and welcome to Audio Note number 14. My name is Andrew Robinson, and at the end of Audio Note number 13, I said we were going to go into nature, and I got some feedback from several of you asking for more detail on the activation triangle. And I actually got several of you send in some um, whiteboard examples that you had drawn up. So thanks, John. Uh, thanks, Amy, for sending those in. Um, and it helped me realize that maybe it would be helpful if I actually put this all into a PDF. So you can see that there as a download on this audio note. So I would encourage you to print that out and have it in front of you as we go through this. Um, if you haven't printed it already and if you need to print it, go ahead and pause this and print it and come back or just pull it up uh, on a screen and we can go through it. Okay? So as I said, this is a triangle that is essentially turned counterclockwise 90 degrees and you will see on the far left there zone number one. This is your grounded state and in your grounded state, you know you're grounded because you tend to be fairly present, you tend to be fairly responsive, uh, and you aren't very volatile, meaning you're not uh, vulnerable to reactions or being overly reactive. Uh, so, you know, you probably, hopefully, right now, listening to this, are in a grounded state. It is a state in which we learn well. Uh, our, our minds typically are fairly open to ideas, to, you know, assimilation, things like that. Okay, so zone number one is grounded. I think that's fairly self-explanatory. Now you'll notice as these lines depart, there's a line that goes up and to the right. You will see that I've labeled that hyper trajectory. So this is the trajectory of the line that is going up or hyper and the line going down and to the right, this is your hypo trajectory or, or down into a deactivated zone. So let's go to zone two. This is your activated zone. This is where you're excited, you're energized. Uh, this is like, you know, on a, if you're running, if you're lifting weights, if you're on a roller coaster. I went through some other examples uh, in, in the previous audio, audio note on the activation triangle. But I trust you know that. It's a, it's a good state because you still have a foot in zone one. So think about zone one and zone two as a coupled state. The two are coupled and locked together, okay? Zone three, if we go down to the deactivated zone, this is where you're relaxed, you tend to be a little more passive, and are still in that coupled zone. So anything uh, in zone one, zone two, or zone three, you are in a present grounded coupled zone this is where you are most stable this is where you bring your best if you're going into a meeting if you're going into a presentation uh, if you're doing anything that's going to be demanding on your energy level you want to be able to stay within this zone this is the coupled zone okay now you'll notice the the vertical line there the point of departure so think about like an airplane going down the runway there is that point at which the wheels come off the runway and now the plane is airborne. So this is the point at which we cross over in zone four and zone five and it's where essentially the wheels leave the runway. Or if you're talking about the hypo trajectory, it's where you go underwater. So in the zone four, if we go to that upper right, that is our fight and flee. If you remember, this is fully mobilized for danger. We have perceived danger, real or imagined, and our bodies have 
activated to the point of mobilization and we have departed. As I said, this is a something that you know, psychologists would refer to as a state of dissociation, meaning you have departed um, and yourself essentially. And so in zone four, you are in that fight or flee mobilization. In zone five, you are in that demobilized or frozen or catatonic state. Uh, it's that shutdown. Uh, and we talked about uh, in the previous episode how you how your nervous system responds in both of those areas and some things that you can do to ground yourself. I'm going to get into that a little bit more here in just a second. But one of the big pieces that I wanted to highlight and I did not touch on in, when I originally did the audio note on the activation triangle is what I call zero gravity. If you notice there on the far right, the zero gravity, if you get into a state of zone four or zone five, what you'll notice is there is a yo-yo effect, meaning there's no gravity that's holding you in one or the other necessarily. Some people are more predisposed to zone four, and some people are more predisposed to zone five. But don't be surprised if you are in those states and you actually start flipping between the two throughout the day. So zone four would be not just fight or flee, but it's also a state of high anxiety. And that's what, and then zone five would be more of a depressive state. That's that frozen or catatonic. And that may be a little further up on the zone five before someone gets to fully demobilized or fully mobilized. You know, anxiety might be, you know, just beyond the point of departure where someone goes into that or depression might be just beyond the zone of departure along the hypo trajectory. But the point is, is this explains why people that suffer from anxiety also tend to suffer from depression and vice versa. They tend to be, they, they tend to go together and people that suffer from that can often feel these, these zero gravity experiences where they yo-yo between the two. But like I said, some people are more locked in on, on the zone four, zone five, but it don't be surprised if you fluctuate between the two is my point. Okay. Cause that is that zero gravity state. And the further you get out on this, the, the more demobilized you can get. Okay. So let's talk about actions because this is some of the feedback or questions that I got after the last audio note had to do with this. What do I do when I'm, when I'm in these states and I want to make this as simple as possible. Uh, obviously, we can go into a lot of detail here. But if you find yourself in that zone four, the goal obviously is to get yourself back toward zone one. So what you're looking for are actions that will ground you and move you back toward zone one. As I said, unfortunately, when we get into zone four or five, the door shuts behind us. So we have to have very specific actions that we can take that will unlock the door essentially and help us move back to the left of that point of departure. All right, I trust you're all following this, but let's talk about specific grounding actions. So if you find yourself in zone four, what's essentially happening is all of this hyper energy is stored within your body in the form of potential energy. Meaning if you are triggered, if you're driving, if you have an interaction with a coworker or an employee or a spouse or a child, whoever is, happens to get within your world, that energy will discharge. You've all had that experience of walking across the carpet and you go to touch some, a door handle and it shocks you. That's exactly what's happening. Your body is holding energy 
and it discharges, it arcs essentially into the door handle. And that's what happens in that zone four. That energy has to go somewhere. It wants to go somewhere. But if you don't manage it, it's going to come out in an explosive manner. That's guaranteed. Just like a spark is going to happen when you touch a door handle if your body is storing that static electricity. So what you want to do in that state is find opportunities for controlled and slow discharge of that energy. It's there. It wants to get out. And your tendency may be to let that out in an explosion or like I, I mentioned in that, in that audio note, you know, grabbing a bat or something and hitting, a, hitting an object or something. That will only serve to lock you into that mobilized state. You want controlled and slow discharge. That's why some of the exercises that are most effective are that controlled like weightlifting. Like I've done this with bench press or even squats or something like that. And you don't need weight, but just being able to push that energy all the way to full completion. If you have a wall around, push into that wall, slowly feel the tension, feel the energy, and then imagine it going into that wall all the way until your arms are fully extended. Okay? Even a push-up. Whatever it is to get that energy out. But notice what's happening there. You are in control of actually pushing that energy out. I mean, seriously, you can do this before a meeting. Go, go in the bathroom or go in your office and shut the door and, and do this if you need to get energy out because you're concerned about some of the interactions that are going to happen you know, in the next hour or something like that. Okay, let's go from zone four down to zone five. Now, in zone five, of course, you're in this demobilized state. So it's the opposite problem. So what has to happen here is you have to be able to access energy. You have to be able to bring energy to the surface and that happens through active movement. The worst thing you can do in zone five is stay still. Now, for introverts, they are more prone to thinking, I'm just going to reflect my way through this challenge. I'm just going to sit and I'm going to journal. And I'm not saying any of that is like inherently a bad thing. But if you are truly beyond that point of departure and, and nearing or in zone five, you have to move. Whether you want to or not, whether you feel like it or not, you have to move. And that can take the form of walking. That can take the form of even running, uh, even sprinting. I mean, that energy is there. It's just so buried. It's so latent that you need to access it and activate it in, in a way that's intentional. I mean, that can be going out and working in the yard. That can be mowing the lawn. Whatever it takes to do something active, preparing a meal, what I would advise against is an activity that's going to require something of you socially. Even for some people, going to the store in zone five does not work because something is being required of that person, even if it's just interacting with the checker. So what we want is an activity that's going to access and activate that energy and help you move back to that grounded state. I gave you some practical tips in terms of curling your toes, in terms of pushing your legs in. That's all relevant as you feel yourself nearing that point of departure. My goal here is to give you activities that you can actually use if you've already crossed over into zone four or zone five. Okay, so that's the activation triangle in a nutshell. 
have this near you, have this in front of you, even take a picture of it or store the PDF on your phone. Whatever it takes, you just have this front of mind so that wherever you go, you can start paying attention to where you're at on this triangle. Are you on that hyper trajectory? Are you on that hypo trajectory? Have you crossed over into the point of departure? And if so, what do you need to do to back yourself out of that, to move toward a more grounded state? Okay, so now that we've clarified that, what we will do is move into nature and ultimately narrative. But like I said, I just wanted to make sure this was crystal clear because as we move forward into nature and narrative, this activation triangle and the reactivity scale are going to come into play. So I just want to make sure we are absolutely on the same page before we move forward. Okay, as always, wherever you are, I am so glad that you are here. Take care. 